live from Port Studios at the Stay Busy with the boy Armand Sadler. discussions on the music business and the music culture. I am your host, head honcho, Armand Sather, vegan chorizo poppy, uh, Peloton poppy, um, Santa Claus, which is Santa Claus, like the guy who delivers gifts, but also Claus spelled like white claws, because you know what I'm going to be on over this break, a lot of rest, relaxation, and hydration, you feel me? <laughs> How you feeling, co-host, out there on the West Coast? Man, you know, I'm back on a, in my element, man. Everything is synergized again, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? My molecules is feeling right again. Everything, <laughs> everything is good. Had some, got some uh, in and out in my system last night. You I know? peeped. That's just very unfortunate. Damn. <laughs> this is good. Okay. Listen, for all y'all East Coast folks listening to this, this is what we're going to say. At the end of the day, in and out is just a burger, y'all. And I would say it's not even the best burger out here, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it is just a burger. So stop slandering it. Stop, like, lower your expectations. How good can a burger get? No. That's not gourmet. No, that's not gourmet. How good can a burger get? You know what I'm saying? So I just got to accept it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Talking about the fries is trash. That's what, that's what potatoes taste like when they're just dropped into the fryer. <laughs> They're not battered with all this carbon theacinamide and this and that and poly this and no, 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 no. That's mm-hmm. what fries actually taste when they get cut and dropped right into the fryer, y'all. So stop uh, hating. All right. Um, yeah, no, I mean, the, the In-N-Out is, is just one of many places out here that is, is solid. But it just reminds me of being home. So yeah. I grew up on it. But yeah. Yeah. Um, Definitely glad you made it over there safely with all this wildness happening in the world. This Omarion variant is running up. Uh, I, I'm terrified of getting near a, near a plane, having to sit and even within a row of somebody. Like that's just that's just terrifying. So, I had the whole row. Listen, good. It was fire. I was on good. a huge plane. Like it had to be like I don't even know if they make seven eighty sevens, but it was mm. big, man, big old mm. plane. Mm. But yeah, they it was packed in there. There was hundreds and hundreds of people in the plane, but mm. somehow I, I got. That road to myself, man. That was there clutch. We there we go. Definitely want to encourage y'all to be safe, get, get tested. You know, you can be asymptomatic. So just make sure that if you are spending time with your families and you are looking out for them, um, because it's it's real. You know, like I said last week, someone said, oh, COVID's getting real again. I was like, it, it never stopped being real. It's only gotten more lethal. So we need to do our mm-hmm. part to flatten the curve so we can be outside once again when it is warm but of course we want to shout out um our listeners those who are new those who are tapping back in for season three our final episode of 2021 whether you like crack of dawn flights or afternoon flights miguel's war and leisure or jeremiah's late nights nike checks or adidas stripes pop tarts or little bites 
Little Bites is the Little Debbies. Yeah, the little, little Muffins. I think, I don't know if I ever had those. My mom mm. did not play that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but anyway, Crack of Dawn, Flights of Afternoon. Definitely Crack of Dawn. Yeah. Uh, length also of the flight really matters there. True, true. But length of, uh, length of flight, I think is fine for Crack of Dawn because I'm just like, you know, if it's a long flight, just send mm. me out early in the morning. I'm going to be asleep anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Warren Leisure or Late Nights, definitely Warren Leisure for me. What else is on Late Nights? It's Planes, it's... We. Uh, if we, we, we... You ain't wrong with that joint? No, nah, nah, it's a joint, but I'm not, it's not enough to be to dethrone Warren Leisure. Okay. okay. Um, Nike checks or do stripe Checks, bro, come on. Checks over stripes. Right. <laughs> Just also, too, because, like, I've never worn Adidas shoes that made my feet feel comfortable. Well, mm. my ex-girlfriend got me one pair of Adidas shoes and that, and those those were actually comfortable, or maybe I made them comfortable in my mind. Mm. But <laughs> um, it came with a little bit of love. Right, exactly. so I was like, let me, let me go ahead and try to make these. <laughs> Pop tarts or little bites. Um, Pop tarts all day. Cause you can mm. pop, you know, would, you, would y'all eat Pop tarts cold? Yo, and stuff? freeze them. Put them in a toaster or just eat them by himself. Pop tarts versatile. Freeze them. I've never heard of the freezing of pop tarts. Pop tarts are versatile, my brother. There's a lot oh, you can wow. do with pop tart. Mm-hmm. That, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't man. know if next time I have a pop tart, but right. <laughs> I'll I'll do my best to try to freeze it and see what that's on. Yeah, yeah that's for me. What about yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely an early flight guy. The earlier the better. I like to get to my destination and have yeah. time to do stuff like i i don't want to get there and go to the hotel go right to sleep like, i want to at least be able to do something even if it's just grabbing a meal walking around grabbing a drink somewhere so crack a doll flights for sure definitely miguel's warren leisure I'm, uh, definitely a big jeremiah fan but warren leisure just that like 2017 was a really great year for music i don't i don't think people really acknowledge how great of a year that was for music and warren leisure was a standout project from from that year for me so um especially among r&b you, you got divisions morning after Daniel Caesar's Freudian, Brett Fires dropped a project that year. Uh, Khalid dropped his debut project. Like, there was a lot that year, but Warren Leisure was definitely a standout. Um, I am definitely a Nike guy as well. However, being an alpha made you fall in love with those, uh, the, uh, the, the, the uh, sweatpants that, 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 that we used to always wear at the parties and strolling, the, 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 uh, the Adidas sweatpants. It, it, it just it just kind of came with being an alpha. Um, and yeah, but, but Nike wins. And I think for me, Love the little bites muffins, man. Um, they they got this like confetti cupcake flavor that is just crazy. Okay. They they got like a pumpkin muffin flavor. Like they they, they, they got some heat. It's it's kind of annoying those. I feel like as we've gotten older, and maybe they're doing this for like health reasons. They used to have like five to six muffins in the bag. Now you get four little muffins in that bag. This is like yo, you cheating? It's kind of like chips. How chips like half of the bag is air now. Like mm-hmm. they don't really be filling up the chip bags no more. It's like yo, I. I feel like i'm not getting my money's worth so i don't eat them often but when i do i'll be locked in on, on some little bites for sure i'm about to say you probably should just get some little make some little bites at home make that's facts like, even better man that's facts that's um, facts i don't know what randomly made me think of this but i saw it on tiktok the other day when we were talking about warren leisure or jeremiah and this mm-hmm. is another artist did you know that slow motion by trey songs charlie puth wrote that song i just saw that tweet today i was like wow bruh that's he crazy. plays the demo of mm-hmm. him singing the demo mm-hmm. and i'm just like dang the more you know, mm-hmm. the more you know. Charlie, charlie Puth is a legend charlie Puth probably nah, doesn't get his flowers enough he's outside he's outside yeah for sure 
for sure, for sure. Of course, we got to shout out our VP of everything, the man that you cannot see, but you can feel. Kieran Hurley, thank you for everything that you do, my brother. Happy holidays to you. Hope you can link and drink with the family. Live with the family. Be safe. The, the boy was by footprints the other day. They got him a little to-go run punch. I, I was hating. I was definitely hating. I'm ready to take that. care of the bathroom <laughs> in the summer, man. We didn't hot on some wine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh, good for him. Oh, I don't know if Kieran ready for that. Well, we'll, we'll see though. Yo, he's ready. He's ready. You ready. We'll, get him, we'll get him a fit for that. We, okay. he, he ready though. He there ready. you go. There you go. Yeah, you ready, brother? Of course, we got to shout out our distribution platform, Anchor. If you do not know Anchor, we should be your podcast for free to all stream platforms, and you get some sponsored ads. Regardless of your listenership, let us jump into this chat. Uh, some unfortunate news to uh, begin the week. We learned that uh, rapper Draco the Ruler, Draco the Ruler, Draco, okay, I I was always confused by by, by the pronunciation. Uh, He was stabbed and killed at Once Upon a Time in LA Music Festival. Uh, Man, it's, and you don't want to diminish this one death by reflecting on all the death this year. It's just like, yo, another one, like, so close to 2021 being, uh, you know, about to end, like, it's it's honestly terrible. I, I know he meant a lot to a lot of people close to me whether they were from LA or just really resonated with his music I know a bunch of writers over over at Passion of the Weiss who like really did their best to repair his his like his image publicly you know he he was from jail recording albums he set up this whole elaborate studio like six different phones and like you know his his music was great like he, he 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 got a Drake feature uh this past year so it's like he was he was on the up and there were a lot of people who felt like he was a standout artist in this current crop of uh west coast artist so definitely a very very tough loss tired of the violence tired of just mourning people and not having enough time to mourn someone else because yeah. you gotta then mourn somebody else like it's it's kind of just unreal um and they're um they talked about it in the uh, drink champs interview big sean and nori um you know does big sean feel like being a rapper is the most dangerous profession. He was like, honestly, just being human, being a human is dangerous itself. You know, being a rapper, someone with, with a public image, with something that people, people want things from you. And if they don't, they feel like you're not getting them from you, then they try to take them in, you know, um, in some underhanded means. And it's like, so someone else tweeted, I think Freddie Gibbs tweeted, he was like, yo, like, it's crazy that especially around the holidays, someone could take your life just to try to make their family happy, like robbing you and trying to kill you. And like, that, that, that's not the situation here, but I just felt like it, it was it was a relevant quote because like, you know, we don't know what these people's motives were, but they, you know, this person may have well have been trying to take Drakeo's life to do something for himself or his family. And it's like, whatever the circumstances are, it just sucks that it gets to that point. So uh, I definitely want to say rest in peace to him. I don't know if you had anything you wanted to no, I mean, share yeah. on that. I know, I know some people being him that he's from California. I know some people were connected to him. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's really unfortunate. It's very yeah. unfortunate. It, yeah, there's not much really to say. Is it just what it's like? <sighs> it just never makes sense. It's the ending, the, un, the never ending cycle, the unending cycle is what I was going to say. But mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know, man. I think also too, it's, I don't know. I, I need to go and really read the circumstances. But when I read it, it just, you know, it just seemed like things were, I need to have some conversations with some people who probably know what was up. But yeah, it sounds like, it, part of it sounded like it was some politics. Sound, sound, part of it sounded like it was, you know, just a somebody trying to test him. But, you know, like you said, when you have a platform, like it's just people, in a way it puts target on you. And that's why I, I don't fault. As I've gotten older, 
and realize, I guess, what would I would prioritize in my life, you know, uh, with a platform or doing things. I private prioritize privacy and peace as much as I can. We've never mm-hmm. seen J. Cole's kid, bro. Mm-hmm. We don't know what the kids look like. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And, and I think that that's good. Mm-hmm. Like, there's certain things that we just don't need to know that the general public don't need to know because it actually is a security threat. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a security threat in all the way, in, you know, in the simplest terms. And so it's just uh, so, so, so unfortunate. But, man, here we are. Here we are yet again. Sir, sir, uh, to move into some interesting conversations uh, that <laughs> arose this week. Uh, there was a Twitter spaces held by genius Rob Markman, our former employee of the month. Shout out to Rob Markman. Uh, they brought in Alicia Keys, who's been really on a, I really like her rollout for this, for this project Keys. Like, she went on Drink Champs. She's been just out more, showing her personality more. And then they held mm-hmm. the, the tour spaces this past week where she was just talking about the album, how she uh, she completed her um, major label contract like after 20 years. So she's fully independent now. Like, you know, um, so yeah, just a lot of interesting things are, are arose from this conversation. But they also brought in Hove. Jay-Z pulled up into the Twitter spaces. And I, I just think it's so cool, like, you know, Hove doesn't do many interviews. Hove is not public at all. Like, we know Hove's life, but Hove don't really be promoting stuff like that. So just for him, who barely be tweeting to be in, in a Twitter space, it's, it's cool. It's cool. And obviously, people are going to take that time to ask him all the burning questions that they speculate on when he's not present to ask. So verses came up and Hove, you know, very confidently, very almost dismissively said, yo, there's no one who could stand on that stage with me. Like, if you got to stand there and hear that Grammy family freestyle, like, what are you going to answer with? And naturally, this spawned so many conversations, as as Versus does. You know, I, I it's funny. I, I was going through some of my old tweets last summer, summer 2020. I tweeted, Versus has been so great for the culture, but it's created so many nasty conversations and then this week my boy Matt Ritchie he was like yo I hate how Versus has made us talk about our favorite artists because we it's not about bodies of work anymore it's about yo like this person's 20 versus this person's 20 like who who has more hits put them on the stage and it's like they might not even be a matchup that makes sense right so Jay-Z saying this naturally got the Jay-Z stands to be like, duh, of course, he's the GOAT, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then the people, there, there's also a lot of regional bias with this conversation, I've realized. There's a lot of people from, from, from the South who are like, who Jay-Z isn't as important to them. Like, like they acknowledge him for what he's done, but they hold other people in that esteem. Like, I saw people bringing up Gucci. I was like, I love Gucci. <laughs> Never. And then there's Never. No, no disrespect to Gucci because Gucci Never. cooked Jeezy. He cooked Jeezy. Like, so there's no disrespect to him, but like Jay-Z, Gucci, no. Ross said he could go up against Hove. The matchup makes sense in terms of style, but Ross, nah, man, nah, Ross. Um, Shout out Seven really quick. Seven, I'm going to clip this out and send it to you. But what do you think, Armand? Seven said that he's like, uh, Outcast could beat Jay-Z in a a versus. He said, but we don't want to talk about that yet. He said, I'm going to let y'all know. I don't know. Now, I don't know about that. Now, you know what's funny? Off, off first instinct, I'm like, now seven. <laughs> now seven. <laughs> off first instinct. Right. But then when I think about it, I'm like, let me let me see and let's, let, let me explore and see if that is worth 
has any merit to it, right? Right. And I think that this goes part to what you're saying of like people in just different regions don't put Jay Z in this. You know, they don't. Yeah. Their favorite rappers, he's not coming up. Yeah. And so when I think about it, it it's like almost two different styles. If you, yep. will. Like, yeah. I, I don't even think I don't even think that that would. It wouldn't even play to. It's like two people being on stage arguing different points. I think. Yeah. Like yeah. y'all not even talking about the same thing. Like it's mm-hmm. both good, but I don't think y'all talking about the same thing. Yeah. And so uh, you know we got like international players anthem. Hey y'all, the way he moves so fresh, so clean. It would be so different. It would, it would, it would be, be so, so different. different. Hove exactly. would come with like a I'm trying to think of a whole record. He would come with like a takeover, and the outcast come with Hey y'all. Like that's just no. It it, 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 it wouldn't make sense. Ball, bombs of Dag, Rosa Parks. Oh yeah, Rose. Yeah, Spotty Adi. Yeah, this. I feel like it's just too different. Yeah, but that's yeah. what we think, Seven. So, <laughs> and you know, some people brought a future. Now, here's the thing. I, I wanted to broaden this to a larger conversation because we've talked about the R and B unicorns within verses. We we said Usher, Mary J, Mariah, Beyonce. I think that's about it for our our R and B unicorns that we yeah. mentioned. Um, for rap though, we never really talked about the rap ones, and I I, I would put Hove up. In that elite, yeah. I don't think I don't think he's unbeatable, but he he would be up there. I, I think Wayne would give Hove a run for his money. I, I truly do. Wayne I, is the only one where I feel like people would be like, Wayne, what you mean? And then he gets to playing in records, and you're like, Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot, bro. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it'll be you know, uh, really big so far as uh, I think curation for wayne mm-hmm. you know what's funny i think yay would have put up numbers yeah oh no I, yeah numbers yeah yay is who i was gonna mention next for sure yeah like he's been, I think jay-z and yay would have been more like Yo, dude. you know based off of um when he did the coliseum performance and you know yeah. running like bruh right. <laughs> that alone like even that's a what 10 records kind of got 20 heaters Kanye Kanye. Got, he got more than 20 <laughs> he, he got more than 20 like it, it that would be a good a really really good battle and it would be closer than people think and i think i think drake is a versus unicorn drake versus jay would also be not as it wouldn't be as much of a stylistic difference as jay-z and outcast because drake has traditional rap records he's got the trap type stuff but then you if you get to like a hotline bling a controller like that it, it, it would get weird with jay that's why kanye is a better matchup for Drake, if we're talking right. about this. And then I also think Future. I, I think people sleep on Future. Future's 20. Okay. Future, Future's 20. Future's 20 is a strong 20. Like, I, I I don't think people really understand. Like, my my, my, my dream versus truly is Future versus Wayne. Because they are so, so similar in their strong mixtape catalog. Oh. They're, they're doing the rap, doing the melodic. They're their their feature verse catalog like future and wayne could go 30 rounds honestly like future's got a very strong 20 i i I don't think people really understand it like just his 2015 records alone like when future really emerged as Uh i'm future that run like he march madness thought it was a drought way yeah uh fucking uh trap niggas uh real sisters like that's come on come on it's a stupid run it's a stupid run I'm my only thing is though I feel like it's the sub conversation of the outcast thing. It's like stylistically, him and Jay. It's just right. like, we're listening to two giants, but two separate yeah. giants from different places. You know, mm-hmm. and different yeah. 
sonic deliveries, different approaches. Yeah, so. I, I I think I think of the people mentioned, yay, like it, probably in order, it would be yay, Wayne, Drake to go against Hove. Yeah. But then like for Drake, it, it could be Future, it could be Wayne, it could be Kanye. Like, like you, you could mix and match these five and yeah, like make some interesting me, things yeah, happen. To me, to me, it's like, I wouldn't want to see it anyways, but if mm-hmm. it were to happen, yay, it has to be yay. Yeah. To me. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't think it'll, it'll ever happen. You know, I, I think, no, no, it won't. I think those, those other four names would be more likely to do it. Um, but, uh, you know, I, <laughs> Ahmad brought up Beyonce. Uh, Ahmad Davis brought up uh, Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Again, really weird matchup, but Beyonce might be home. I don't know. <laughs> and, I think you have to categorize it for Jay-Z. It's like, what are we doing? Are we doing arena hits, Jay? Are we doing, you know, old school joints? Like, yeah. I think that's why I feel like Kanye is the best fit for him because he has a, uh, a catalog that feels the same. Mm-hmm. There's the old school, just he's rapping over a sample beat yeah. and he has the arena records. And then he has, you know, the song with the, you know, the singer features and stuff like that, that I think are important, you know, for the culture and brought into at least the 2010s. And watch the, think of the moment when they both play like watch the throne records together. You know what I'm saying? It it would just be such a, that would be the moment. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, no, I I think it's it's one of those situations where you, for any other artist other than Kanye, you would have to start to categorize and like compartmentalize Jay-Z's catalog. It's like, so which Jay-Z could he go against or could they go against? Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, when we talk about Beyonce, it, would, it definitely had to be like arena music. You know? mm-hmm. It's not any of the, the you know, old joints. Yeah. But here's something people got to accept about Jay-Z too. It's like, he's, he, he's the GOAT. He's widely recognized as the GOAT by people. But, and J5 brought this up, maybe like last year, he went on like a, a tweet thing because people were, Jay-Z comes up every so often and, and people yeah. are just so dismissive of any critiques thrown Jay-Z's way. Yes, of course. He's really the GOAT because of his longevity. Like, Come on, talk about it. There talk were years it. where he was outsold by DMX, outsold by Luda, outsold by Nelly. Like, he was never this... He wasn't doing what, like, Drake is doing now where he was always the highest-selling guy. Like, it's really just he lasted. Like, where, where other people's runs ended... Jay-Z lasted. He was able to retire. Right, right. He was able to retire, come back, Kingdom Come was in, and then he gave us American Gangster. And this was like, his his rapping ability is obviously top tier. He's genuinely one of the best pure rappers of all time. But versus, like, I I don't think he's unbeatable in a versus because, like, he he has hits. I don't ever want to say he doesn't have hits. Like, like, like you you could check the charts. Jay-Z's got hits, but he's not, he's not widely regarded as the GOAT for being a hit maker. Future hit maker, Kanye West hit maker, Drake hit maker, Wayne hit maker. And they also make really good albums. Like Jay-Z's just made extremely great albums throughout his career. He's done it consistently. That's he's, really, yeah, yeah. He, it, it's his business acumen. There's a lot of things that go into why he's the GOAT, but it's mainly the, the longevity. So people just trying to dismiss Wayne in a versus, because also you got to think about it. Versus has evolved. It, it's, it, it's a show now. People buy tickets and they go to watch people on stage. Everyone thought Dipset was going to beat the Locks, but the Locks won because of their performance, their showmanship. So if, if we're going to, if we're on a stage and Lil Wayne is just doing Alien Wayne stuff, Drake, you know Kanye is going to come with lights and smoke and all that. So like, <laughs> they're going to make it more of a show. So that's why I don't think Hove is unbeatable. Like, of course, there's songs like PSA 
and certain certain shit that you just hear it from Jay, and you're like, ah oh, man, like this this is you know this, this is, is this, this got it, yeah, this is special. Yeah. This is one of those ones. But it's like when you incorporate the fact that like these people are performing their records and bringing people out to perform with them and all that. Obviously, Jay could call anybody, but Kanye, look at who he's collaborating with. He could call anybody. Drake could call anybody. Like Kanye also doesn't like, call anybody, bro. Like, <laughs> Kanye call you going? Yeah. So you know, I again. But when you're the GOAT, people just make it this all-encompassing thing where you're un- unbeatable in every arena. I don't think I don't think Hove is unbeatable in a versus. Do, do I think he'd win more, most of them? Probably, but it would be closer than people think. And he could get edged out if, if things go one way because it's about curation. It's about selection, timing of when certain records are played, how you respond to a certain record. Like, it's a lot of different nuances that go into it that, you know, the, 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 there's no perfect versus, like, competitor, for lack of a better word. Like, yeah. like uh, e- even these unicorns, we've said, they could get got by another unicorn if, if things go a certain way. So that's, right that's, that's, that's my perspective on it. It's only yay. It's only yeah. <laughs> You think so? <laughs> yeah, it's only yay. It's only yay. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and it's, you know, uh, it's funny that all this spawned from a, spaces that was about alicia keys she was talking about her album and then hove comes in and it becomes a hove session but alicia provided an interesting perspective on her uh discography in the or marketing of... perspective, perspective <laughs> or marketing perspective you tell me you no know, <laughs> both you know so i believe she was asked to rank her albums and this is her ranking so the 2021 her most recent album keys double album uh, as I am here from 2016, if, if you yeah, didn't remember, because I had to look that up. The Diary of Alicia Keys, Songs in a Minor, Alicia, the album she dropped in 2020, The Element of Freedom, and Girl on Fire is last. Um, so <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> when when I saw this list, I was like, okay, on the one hand, I get it. On the other hand, you tripping. Uh, as Nick said, you know, it's marketing. She just put out this album, Keys. You're not going to put the album you just put out, an album that she's been speaking very highly of. You know, this feels like, it feels like she feels like she's realized her her masterpiece. Like she's re- she's come to the full realization of all of her superpowers and put right. together this this double album. Like like when artists put out a double album, they, they have like this like artistic vision where it's just like, to them, there's nothing beating it. Like I'm sure... Hove speaks very highly of um, b- 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 Blueprint 2. And, you yes. know, Drake feels like as time passes, people are going to be kinder to Scorpion. Like, when an artist puts together a double album, they are motivated. So, of course, you're not going to put it behind, especially because you just put it out. You want people to listen to it. So it's right. genius for the people who haven't heard Keys yet. They're probably going to go listen to it. Um, <laughs> and, you know, like, part of me feels like she might really believe this also, again, because, like... I think she does. Well, I, well part of me does, but mm-hmm. no. Like, go ahead, go ahead. Your point. yeah, I, I, and again, I'm I'm not I'm not a music artist myself, but but I feel like y'all in your continual growth, your continual evolution, like especially as you get older, you feel like you've learned so much, you've been through so much, you're just you're, and you know, it's like artists are like comedians, you get better as you get older, you know, you get mm-hmm. sharper as a rapper, you, yeah, you get, you get better technically as a singer, you, you your your instrumentation gets better, you meet more producers, you can just do dip for different things. So I feel like she genuinely believes that because she's just at this, she feels like she's at this like peak of her career. So I really feel like she believes it. But to put it above, as I am, the diary of Alicia Keys, songs in a minor, songs in a minor, like. 
the things here's the come thing. on come on <laughs> come on for those who know you know you know come on all that to say like the reason why i feel like there's it's just not it's not the case mm-hmm. is because let's talk about where she's vocally if now, if you were to give the, the songs that she says are the best from Keys and As I Am and songs in A minor and all this stuff, other mm-hmm. stuff, well, not songs in A minor, because she was, I think, in her vocal highest point at, in songs in A minor and Diary and all that. There's no way that these songs are better just because I know she's not delivering vocally the mm-hmm. same way she used to. Mm-hmm. That's been my main thing. And I think most of the community is like, she's reached auntie status. Yep. And people, it's like, you want to see her live out her auntie status at the highest level. Mm-hmm. And just like, you want to hear Alicia like, ah, oh, you want to feel that. You're like, oh, yeah, like Auntie Alicia, right? And here she is like still going for it. And it's, and it's just like, you know, when you're at the family function and your family member's a little too lit or just like a little, just like, yeah. just like, baby, come on, sit down somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we're, we're done, we're done, we're done. And that's what it's been giving the last little bit. I will say, though, Alicia, I enjoyed Alicia. Alicia was good. It was good. The last project for those who know in 2020. However, there were moments on that I'm just like, baby girl. You don't got it no more. It's taking. It's not giving. (laughs) You don't got it. not giving a thing. (laughs) um, Shout out to That's Pod. They made made a great point. They were talking about, you know, Alicia's out here should be working with, you know, artists like Thundercat, Mareba, all these other artists, and she out here working with Sway Lee. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the legacy thing is that, you know, someone like her who was such a steward of soul, we can't talk about. I saw another quote saying like we can't talk about R and B and like soul music of the two thousands without addressing Alicia's contribution. And I agree, right? Especially in space for setting the tone for a lot of women who have come in i think there are a lot of women who are under alicia's branch right mm-hmm. her is being one of them you know Absolutely. same management same approach same the way they're going about it is just mm-hmm. it's alicia it gives alicia young yeah. alicia and so all that to say is like i would also prefer to see her be a legacy act on these new people's projects it's like oh you got the alicia feature right mm-hmm. in, in, in a way it's almost like diminishing what she's given us mm-hmm. um and you know nothing to take away from the diary songs in a minor which i think is still the most one of the most clever names ever bruh, bruh. And the songs listen, listen to these records on as i am do that super, while i charge superwoman no one like you'll never see me again teenage love affair come on man come it's on crazy. hits it's on crazy. hits on that album like and that's just as i am if we go to the diary of alicia keys like come on the, now. The fact that that is ranked behind the 2016 project, I couldn't tell you a single song. <laughs> she got karma on here. She got you don't know my name. If I ain't got you, diary. Come on, Alicia. Like I, I just I you, you know got numbers too. Like on Spotify, if I ain't got you, yeah, 600 mil. No one 500 mil. My boo 400 mil. Girl on fire. Uh, which you know she I think she's dogging that song, putting that the album last like. Yeah, towards the end there, uh, three hundred mil on that Empire State of Mind. Like Alicia, just really, uh, you know, it. Like I said, it's the it's the auntie that you're just like, dang, come on, auntie. Yeah, yeah. Come on, baby. So, so uh, <laughs> DeAndre made this point too. It's like for her to be a pianist, like 
and sometimes the pitch be just so off. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, wait, is nobody else hearing this? And it's like, how, 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 how is this happening? How is this occurring? I think she's just been, she's at her vocal, she's past that, that level of, Mm -hmm. you know, vocally, I think just physically, she, she's not there anymore. And it's, you know, it makes sense. She was going hard for years, bro. Like, Which is real. Like, no, like, that's real. That's like real the, the 2000s, early 2010s, she was going. So, like, it makes sense for her voice to just not be where it was. But prime Alicia was just undeniable. Like, she she was that girl. Undeniable. undeniable. That girl. And so, you know, it's kind of tough seeing where she is now. And she still delivered some records I really like. Like, she, she showed me love with Miguel is really dope. You know, like we said, Alicia last year, I, I heard... I've heard some songs on keys and, you know, I heard a couple that I liked. Will I hear the whole thing still? I don't know, but it's, it's not where it was. And that's, that's okay. She is, she's a legacy act who we will give the respect to, but it just, it, it feels like a, a, a little much. It feels like she's trying to like recapture youth in a way by like, she, I think she put 21 Savage on the show me love remix. I was like, why? Like what? I, I'm a big 21 fan. Don't get me wrong, but like, for her, it, it it just feels like chasing. It feels like doing a little yes. much. Like she should be working with Giveon. She should be, yes. She's working with Giveon. She should be with you know. Um, she working if we want to do newer acts. We should mm-hmm. be working. I want to see her in Snow. I want to hear you know. Uh, she did a record with Cleve. That's fine. Whatever, right? But, yeah, she, she she had Snow on the last album. It was it was one of the best songs. You, exactly. you saved me. Like, exactly. And so yeah. these are the people that we want to see her working because. And they want it lends to the style, but it's like when we see, we get excited when we see Erica on a record. Yep. We see we see Jill on a record. We're like, yo, mm-hmm. what, what did they do? What did they do on the record? Yeah, it's, it should be giving that. And yeah. I think she's like the old auntie still trying to wear the sneakers we wearing because be cool. <laughs> but it's like auntie, just wear what you wear. Like mm-hmm. be you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but Alicia, I always got love for you. You were one of my first crushes, so don't don't ever get that twisted with with you know with my, my critiques towards what is what is going on but respectfully you might be tripping anyways let's jump into this slide deck <laughs> the best song wasn't the single but you weren't either mm-hmm. final slide deck of 2021 I'll, I'll kick it off so uh, with, with with the well, by the time I hear this, the Insecure season show finale will have been done. So I have been re-binging all of Insecure leading up to the finale. The show is about to end. You know, some people are happy about it, some people are sad about it. They, I'm they, happy. They, they, you know, it's 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 a good time to end. They mm-hmm. could have done better with, with this season. I'll say they have like, nothing else to say in the shows. Yeah, like time, time. which is fine though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of like you're reaching a natural end. Like whereas some shows end when you feel like you get more from it, Insecure has really maxed out everything that they can do. So it's kind of like I right, I I'm just interested to see how they wrap it all up in this final episode. Um, but uh, so I've I've been re binging, and there's that one scene, that very faithful scene where Issa does does a little nasty thing with Daniel, cheats on Lawrence, and and this song plays, and. I was like, oh, I, I know that song. So I was introduced to this record because I heard a version of it by Bryson Tiller and Chris Brown. But I might like this version better. So this is Keep You In Mind by Gordon Banks. I 
<laughs> I'm about to go run that joint. Yeah, Ooh, man. Yeah. Nice. Shout out K Roosevelt. Shout out K Roosevelt on that. That is wow. beautiful production. It's just like they and and they, they kind of let the production breathe for a little bit. So you really like just like, get into it. And then he comes in with the vocals, them stacks, them harmonies. It was it was it was, it was, it was good stuff. Real good let stuff. It marinate, y'all. So I heard it and I was like, yeah, this is this is gonna be my slide for sure. For sure. Dude, that's one of my favorite uh drum patterns too. It's kind of like the same for those who may uh like a reference point is like it was all a dream. Mm-hmm. I used to read Word Up magazine. That's like a this is more like a slowed down version of that same drum pattern. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love that. That plays into the whole uh recollection thing we talked about. Like, like even if it's not exactly the same, you hear it. And you just you like it just off the off of the f- familiarity. familiarity, and then to see how someone flips it in a different way, it's like, man, music is great. <laughs> music is great. <laughs> music, is fantastic. music is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So mine, y'all. So I think it's fitting giving it this is the end of the year. Um, when I heard this song, I was running the album just to you know do my Grammy due diligence, and this song really stood out to me uh, because you know every year there's I feel like there's maybe a few songs I feel like that just kind of ascend and like I you know I I kind of zone out for a moment when I'm listening to the song and I'm taken somewhere else, and it's really I think too in my mind too I'm I really am missing the space of duets. Duets really used to be like a thing. Yeah, we get features nowadays, but it feels like the people are not connected on the story or mm-hmm. just in separate places. It sounds like they sent the files and mm-hmm. mailed them. And, yeah. and I think this is a record where there's moments where I feel like, wow, they really sang this together. This is a this is a real duet. Uh, this is off of Eric Bellinger's new album, New Light. This is Counting My Blessings by Eric Bellinger, featuring Kiera Sheard, produced by Brian Byron Thomas, Corey Henry, and Southwest. Been counting my blessings more Found what I was searching for Love is a patient war Some things don't walk through the door Gotta work for rewards It takes time But that time's gonna pass anyway And if it's worth it Then it's gonna be worth the wait True, because of you, I know the way you promised when I thought I lose it. My last little bit of clarity, uh, the vision that you've given me, I know, only for my eyes to see. For the blessings received, even on the ones I can't see. I got all this favor on me. How could you ever love someone that's so incomplete? 
you do, just leave me amazed. And if I had ten thousand tongues, you'd give the praise. Every to the highest point oh my gosh that's eric's to me that's eric's best performance on the album by far it just wow i I, I love him i love him in that pocket too he does does, he does the upbeat commercial party r&b and like it's good but this this is this is my this is where i want to be like personally this is where i want to be and it's it's like he does it well like he got a record with wale empty wishing well it's just slower. It's it's more ballad type. It's like, yo, Eric, you could really cook on this stuff, but Eric be cooking on the on these type of records, man. Yeah. Wow. That oh man, and they go to another part and the harmonies change. Yo, it's that's a record. Like, if y'all enjoyed that, please go run the project and go run that record specifically. Kind of my blessings, man. Great way to end the year. Kiara Sheard, you know, she's a mm. yeah, she different. She different. So as you all know, if you would like to access these slides, they are available on the Stay Busy Slide Deck playlist on all platforms. Hit the link tree in our IG or Twitter bio. Artists, listeners, if y'all want to start 2022 off with your own submission, you can hit us at Stay Busy Pod on IG and Twitter or email us at StayBusyPod at gmail.com. Last board meeting of the year, good brother. Are you prepared? Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. All right, so we are going to start off with our version of raps. This is Stay Busy Rap. So we're going to we're going to talk about our favorite albums of the year, sprinkle in some honorable mentions, maybe sprinkle in some favorite songs of the year as well, not overwhelm y'all too much. Yeah, um, and, you know, if, if you do like these, we will have a full list prepared for you all uh, dropping throughout the holidays. So some digital content you can engage with, argue with us. I personally don't plan to debate with any of uh, y'all. Oh, I ain't no debate. If, if, if y'all got smoke for my list, you're welcome to make your own list. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'll start with mine. And I, I've been very, very high on this album. So my number one, actually, I'll, I'll start from the bottom. My number 10, still over it by Summer Walker. Um, you know, we've talked about her so much this season already. Yeah. This season could probably be named Summer Walker. Um, but for all of my concerns, all of my cautious optimism, she delivered over delivered on still over i still listen to it quite frequently granted it's only been out a month but you know for something to be in my rotation where there's a lot of music out still especially a lot of strong r&b this year it's something that i listen to pretty frequently whenever i'm in the car i'll put on reciprocate i'll put on unloyal i'll put on screw and it's a really strong album um number nine floor two by wale it's just it's it's incredible for from the sampling to the feature selection to just where Wale is at in his career, rapping, he's he's rapping his ass off. He's he's doing he's doing the poetic stuff. He's got the fun records. He's got everything that you have expected from Wale throughout his career, and he just gets better and better. Number eight, uh, Punk by Young Thug. Uh, we spoke on this last week, and I've spoken on it a little bit, but uh, it's just it's like his 2017 album, Beautiful Thugger Girls, but he, he's just more refined. He's stronger, a stronger uh, feature slate. 
Um, my number seven, Moonboy by Young Blue. I know we've, <laughs> I know we've, we've discussed this one. I know we've had our, had our disagreements, <laughs> right. here, but it's, it's your list, brother. It's, it's right, list. right, right. It's, it's, it's just, it's undeniable for me. It's, it's great. It's honestly great. Um, I, there's a lot of young artists who we get very high on and we say, oh, this person is going to be this and then they don't pan out. You know, I'm, I'm being patient with Young Blue, but from what I've heard, the collaborations I've heard, the Neo joint play last week, the Monica joint on his EP, hearing him next to yeah. John Legend, hearing him next to her, hearing him with Drake, hearing him with Two Chains and Chris Brown. Like, you know, I I think that he could do a little more in being the standout on, on some of these records he's on, but he he holds his own. Uh number six, call me if you get lost, Tyler the Creator. It just it, it kind of just goes without saying, like Tyler, Tyler. This might be my favorite Tyler project, it's either this one or or Flower Boy. Um, this one's really rap. Yeah. Like, yeah. Head, this was like a y'all know, y'all gotta respect me because I rap. Mm-hmm. And to bring the artist into this into his world that he did for two Doug and be a young boy, Brett Fias. He had a Brett Fias collab. Like it's 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 just great. It's a really, really great project, top to bottom. Number five, Culture Three by Migos. Uh it's just it's avalanche. <laughs> Yes. avalanche having our way straightening type shit malibu um oh, it's just it's it, it's a great album and for me goes with all the doubts and I, I had my doubts too going into this project they exceeded my expectations it's in constant rotation in the gym in the car I, I find Straightening is my favorite song this year overall. Like, it's just Migos has, has really done their thing. Number four, Planet Her by Doja Cat. You know, we've, we, we've said it so many times. She has completely repaired her public perception by doing what? What she's here to do, delivering great music, visuals, performances, videos, features. She's being, you know, they're, they're having the whole conversation about whether she's a rapper or a pop artist she raps better than a lot of these women out here she can sing she's 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 doing it all she really delivered a great project that i am pleased every time i revisit obviously she's got songs that are just going crazy getting to it yeah you hear it every commercial um and yeah i mean she's really just undeniable it's either like you get with it or you just you just kind of just whatever and for me it's like i i have to respect what she put out number three 30 by adele um you know it's kind of it's just uh, Adele's Adele she's Mm -hmm. she's never disappointed me um really incredibly strong project my my little love which we wax poetic on when the album first came out all all night parking interlude is incredible to uh to be loved woman like me she's just all of them (laughs) and easy on me of course goes without saying like um hold on i'm hearing in commercials now too like you know adele is, is gonna get the the them sinks but come on the sink baggers yeah number two off season by jake hole uh we, we talked about it with kojo we've talked about it before on the podcast but jake hole just found a way to reinvent himself redefine himself he really he took on the challenge that people have been giving him for years. It's rap on other people's beats over the course of a full pro- project. And you see, when he just focuses on rapping, he is one of the best of all time. You look at the collab with Lil Baby, you look at having Moray there, you know, the, the appearances by Boz and Black that you might not notice, but they're there. And then, you know, 21 Savages verse on my life as well. Like, Cole is great at bringing people into his world. Mm-hmm. He's great at jumping into other people's worlds. And the offseason has just been... A consistent listen for me but the holy grail of this year 
number one. <laughs> the project that set the tone, set the bar, and the bar had not been le leapt, leaped, lapped, whatever. <laughs> like the, the bar has not been hit. Jasmine Sullivan Hotels. What yeah. a project. Uh, uh, for, for everyone who is cr critical of R&B, for everyone who feels like there is not quality R&B out there, for everyone who is looking at some of these older acts who are still putting music out and feeling like they are, they've fallen off. Jasmine might have hit an, another peak in his career. We talked about it with uh, when uh, Alexis was here, you know, Jasmine had the bust the windows out your car days, lions, tigers, and bears days, reality, show, days, reality. reality show, but hotels to me might be her in her best form. And it just speaks to what we said about people getting better as they get older. The conceptually it's great. Musically it's great. It's bridging the gap between the content that these younger audiences want to hear and the musicality that these, these, you know, music heads and then and the older R&B audience wants to hear. So Hotels for me is just an undeniable first. Uh, for my honorable mentions, some quick honorable mentions, uh, Cheers to the Best Memories, Division and Tide, Temporary Highs in the Violet Skies, Snow Allegra, Rai Rai World, Mariah the Scientist, Life of a Dawn by Don Tolliver, very good project. And mm -hmm. I, I, did, I did put Certified Love Boy by Drake on here, you know, I, I, as I listen to it a little more, I'm, I'm still critical on it. I still don't fully love it. I, I like it. I think it could be better, but um, some some of the stuff is sounding a, a little better to me. And you know, Drake's music age as well. That's one thing that's undeniable. So you know, maybe I'll have a different perspective on it in a few years. But that is my list and my honorable mentions. How about you, sir? Oh man. Um. So I did mine, and I didn't want to rank it. Just I just wrote down the albums, and I <laughs> for all transparency, um, I'm the slowest when it comes to doing these things. <laughs> I, when I say something, I really want to like really stand behind it. I don't want to just kind of like shoot offshoot an album or a song or anything like that. So Armand had his done for a long time. It took me a while to really piece together really what I wanted to encapsulate for the albums for the year right. that really made something to me. So this is in no particular order and no particular level of influence. Um, it's just the way the document works. It numbered it. <laughs> so I'm going to just kind of go down and do the same thing Armand did. So we'll start with hotels. Hotels, yes. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Simple as that. Hotels, yes. Did you like hotels? <laughs> yes. Uh, because, you know, people, the, the main thing from the people, you know, I'm on, more on the snob side of, of the R&B mm -hmm. uh, conversation. And the snobby snobs were saying, you know, vocals are back and, and things. Like, vocals have been here, mm -hmm. but I think those kind of vocals, we've been missing that. And for it to get the notoriety, the recognition, the introduction for a lot of people to Jasmine, uh, and I'm and I'm what I love is that the people, the young kids who are like you know the sophisticated young kids who want to hear more, who like this type of music, uh, they now if they never heard of Jasmine, have something to go back to, and the mm -hmm. stuff they have to go back to is heat. Heat. <laughs> so I love that for this project, and I've always been saying this, and I've been, you know, uh, it, it is. 2021 a seat at the table that's a little more ratchet mm -hmm. you know and so I, I think the culture needed something like that of that nature mm -hmm. from someone who's seasoned not new but giving us just where they are now and just kind of like a it seemed you know a seat at the table when it gave when, when it came out it was giving this is what I have to say and I really don't care if this number this album does numbers or not this is what I have to say and I think hotels kind of encapsulated that same thing this is what I have to say right now. This is what I'm going through. And I think when artists just take that, you know, pressure off themselves and just give what they um, are giving, you know, at, what they're going through at the moment, 
it, it resonates and here it is resonating and very few albums came close in the R&B category. Very few uh, when it comes to, you know, setting the bar high. When I think Jasmine might be up to something and I hope she recognizes, I hope the team recognizes, like, when we release, we're going to release the top of the year. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're going to do it. Um, so I hope they do that. Call Me If You Get Lost by Tyler, the creator. Man, I've been enjoying the ride of Tyler, just like getting, jumping on the journey of his, his career in the last say four years i've really been enjoying it and i mean since igor i've been really like hold up Tyler, mm-hmm. really paying attention and this is just a fantastic album hot wind blows is my favorite song off this album with him and, and wayne <sighs> from a music standpoint there's jazz in here there's there's some there's sauce there's there's just a straight up you know r&b 90s r&b there's there's the uh you know it's sort of trappy-ish stuff but it, it's a it's elegant it's elegant. It's a delivery, you know, with the, with the gangster grills when on Hot Wind Blows, when DJ Drama says, you know, these these trips are just too lavish to post on the gram, you know, like, <laughs> it's just too lavish, like, and it, I love his through line with the, the characters and with the, um, with now the, the, the fragrance that's come out, it, everything is just so connected. And that's what I love about him is that when he goes in and he's consistent with that two years, so 2023, we're going to get another one. Mm-hmm. That two year, boom, boom, boom. He takes the time, comes up with the character, flushes out the character of who the character is, what the character would be doing, really embodies the character. Well, wear all what that character will wear for the next two years. And it's been beautiful too, at the same time to see uh, the vindication for him mm-hmm. of getting recognition from the black outlets mm-hmm. uh bt you know soul train all the other above things that you know where he he's always felt like i'm out of the conversation but i really yeah. you know support blackness and i want to be a part of it i'm just different y'all love me you <laughs> know let me in and they're letting him in because it's just so good they can't they can't keep him out like that temporary highs in the bible skies by miss snow allegra at first when i listened to this project you know, you have other skills in the mind and you're like, okay, this is a little different. This is a little more spacey. This is a little more, you know, uh, it, it's different. And mm-hmm. I think that's what I like. It is more in the skies. It is more cloudy and airy. Yeah. But there's a lot of records on here that just really focus on her voice and some minimal production just to support her voice. And that's what I really love about it. Uh, different pockets in here really just sh- it shimmers the whole project just it glistens and that's what i love about it gold digger sound leon bridges love this dude love this project very classic sounding guy um from he's the classic man when i think about you know his approaches his aesthetic his sound the way he delivers everything real simplistic just good sounding music yeah um, really check that one out gold digger sound Love that song. Um, love that album. Why don't you touch me? Is a really one that I love about that motorbike. Those are the hits off of that off season. J Cole, Armand said what needed to be said. Yes, <laughs> it's too easy for me now. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's too easy for me now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It when that first listen, I remember being in the in the apartment with Gregory. Shout out G, and he said, "You hear it yet? You hear it yet?" And we're just standing there in the kitchen. I'm cooking up something. And just to turn into each other, nasty face Mm -hmm. for the whole project. You know, that's you can't can't create that. Yeah, the outside album of the year, 
Made in Lagos, Wizkid. And this album, for me, is like, forget outside, just sonically. It has everything to develop. And, you know, I was talking to OU, shout out OU, who's our Nigerian brother. He was explaining, he's, you know, how Wizkid has been, he's, they, he said the equivalent of the continent's Drake, you know. Mm. The man is is the guy over there. And he was saying that, you know, the, the thing about this album that was so amazing is that this really bridged the gap for his listener base because the younger people can obviously get into it because it's just so, it's pure. He said, but the older folks, like he's saying, his parents, his generation, like, oh, who's this song? Oh, this is Wizkid. Like, cause they're not expecting this from him. Yeah. And so it's everyone getting back to their roots of pure music, great instrumentation, saxophone all over the project. It's, it's just traditional what you would get from Afrobeats, like a, like a Fela Kuti, that sort of arrangement. You're getting those type of instrumentation from that. You know, hers on that album. Um, Tay Wires on the album. Uh, Thames, this is where Thames made her breakthrough uh, in the consciousness of the, of the culture right now. And so, yeah. amazing project. Really, really great. Uh, culture 3. Papa wasn't Rolling Stone, but now I got Rolling Stones in the bezel. That's, mm. listen, as a Temptations theme, the second that when the album opened up and I heard Papa wasn't Rolling Stone sample, mm. and the way they flipped the sample and kept it so pure, but it's so Migos. Mm-hmm. That locked me in in a different type of way. Mm-hmm. I, I've listened to that album more than a lot. But every time I listen to the album, I started on my Avalanche. I just let it you go. You have to. I you never have skip. To. I never skip on that yeah. album. Amazing album, Culture 3. Mood Valiant, Hiatus Coyote. I haven't sat with this much as much as I want to yet. But this group. Ooh, this they they when it's all said and done, they're gonna talk a lot about Hiatus Coyote as one of the the groups that influenced the sub like one of these groups that were in in the shadows influencing a lot of the popular sound. Go run Mood Valiant by them. Um for it's there for the music nerds, for the people who just love good vibes, all the stuff is there. Time Machine by Fouché. Mm-hmm. I I don't know how I found this girl. I don't know how, but I have not left since I found her and I run the project frequently. I run different songs and it's just this swaggy, this swaggy indie R&B with this folk sort of delivery. It's, it's, it's very just, and it's ratchet to in part. It, it, it's just great. I love yeah. how she's learning so many things and she has this character to her that is just like really creative. I'm excited to see what she does in, in 22. And then a young brother by the name of Hush Forte, who mm-hmm. we had on, on the podcast, look closely that project i think is going to be one of those ones when people go back they go look closely here this brother's only going up right he's only going to the next level and so it's it's one of those projects i think when you you you're going to sit back and say well he's kind of really like he's for real like he got he got it he got it for the rapping from the the production from the the, the melody choices from the pen People are gonna really look back and say, "Oh no, Hush Forte, y'all heard Look Closely? Go back on that. Go look closely on that." So, those are my uh, projects that I think that were the ones that really that I really listened to. Uh, my honorable mentions are "We Are" by John Baptiste. Uh, he's a legend. Long and short of it, by Quickly Quickly, Quickly Quickly. Y'all need to go get hip to him. Great dude, young dude. Uh, shout out to him. Neptune by Gallant. Gallant. Shout out Ish, because Ish is the one who really like is champions this guy more than anyone. Yeah. Galant is someone who I think that it's it's kind of like it's going to give like Tyler and Jasmine, I think. I think we will 
we will have uh, in 2025, maybe like when he releases them, we'll have a conversation. Because I think it hasn't, it hasn't been his timing yet. You know, like, and if you know, you know about Gallant, but it hasn't been his timing yet for him to just break through and people to just like only listen to him. But Gallant is there, man. Uh, Magic A Ball by Mac Ayers. Mac Ayers, yo, shout out to Mac Ayers. This is a great project and he just delivers good music. You know, he doesn't do music videos, he doesn't do all this stuff. He just does. He's, I'm gonna give you good music. Mm-hmm. And then, last thing, Evening with Soap Sonic, just because I think what the album does, regardless of what you think about it, if it's caricature of all these. <laughs> the the moment this off musicianship alone you have yeah. to give that, uh, that uh, album a nod so yeah, yeah those are mine for sure for sure for sure <clears throat> all right so let's get into some songs of the year some standout songs of the year and then we will get into our personal recap so got to give some flowers to capella gray gallus i mean it's just an undeniable outside record um definitely definitely one that's like special to me because i debuted on pitchfork and wrote about it and just to see how much it's grown organically like there's really no gimmicks to it there's no attention grabbing it's just like it's just resonated with the people mm-hmm. and it's caught the eyes of big industry giants of course chris brown popcon french montana a bunch of people who are remixing it um gotta give some shout out to my executive producer co-host hindsight by nick early <laughs> come on come Thanks. on if, 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 if we talking vocals if we're talking musicality that hindsight that, that hindsight is special is this is one, one of them ones we are we're looking forward to the to the project <laughs> yes sir uh love you more young thug gunner nate roos and jeff basker i've talked about this when we talked about punk but um just an incredible song man and like to, to say a young thug song is a, a, is a is a wedding song you can only say that in 2021 um apartment 706 uh, Saki and my boy Eric Penn, who is yeah. sweeping the nation right now, like getting the Joe Budden mention and all these other mentions. He's Eric's doing his thing, so shout out to them. Love that record. And yo, stars align. My Maja Jordan and Drake. It's grown on me heavily. Okay. Since okay. That product has come out. Like I've, I've been playing that regularly, and it's like, yo, I like it, it was. I liked it, but now I, I, I like. I love it. Like I, I, I really love that joint. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would say those are my standouts for the year. Sunbathe, uh, Tiny and Miguel, uh, Poke It Out, Wale and J. Cole. But, uh, you know, my favorite song of the year, Straightened by Migos. It's just undeniable. All, all, offset goes Super Saiyan. Like, it's, it's just, <laughs> it's just nothing to say about you. You just got to hear it and then you'll get it. Yeah. Oh, so mine, I mean, there's so many that I want to highlight. Of course, you know, I got, I'll got i do this more because I don't do it enough. I'll highlight Hindsight, y'all. I released a song <laughs> this year in May. I'll check that out. Hindsight, Nick Early. And some joints that I think that really just sat with me and that I ran over and over and over and over. Hot Wind Blows, Tyler, the Creator, have to mention that. Um, Avalanche, Migos, of course. I got to mention uh, TSU, Drake. I don't know why, but that song, I just... She move out of state, nonetheless. Price tags, Jasmine Sullivan and his feature Anderson Pack. Great so, record. A gentleman that I grew up with uh playing under at the church I used to play. J Mo, shout out to J Mo, Jaris Mosey. He produced that pro- that that uh, track. And so uh that when I realized I was listening, yeah, who's on guitar? Mm-hmm. And then when I went to the and I said, I should have known better that this is J Mo. <laughs> Uh, so I love that song. Price Tags to me is, is, is my favorite song on the project. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then 
a brother on across the pond, across the pond that I came uh, he came on my radar this year is Colleen Taylor. This mm. is uh, How Does It Feel by a group of him and the Code. Shout out the Code. Um, they they put together a group called Fake Detail, and that that song is amazing. I really, really love his vocals. Um, Anuka's also on that record. I gotta shout out uh, Stats. Honest. Uh, can we just be honest? Oh, <laughs> love that one. Uh, Amber Mark, yo, she had a few records this year. And I'm gonna tell you like this, yo. I said it here in 2021. Amber Mark is going to do damage. Mm-hmm. She's going to do damage because she has the look, she has the vocals, she has the the star power, she has the youth, she has all of it. And I'm excited to see how they're doing it. And, and it's just taking time. They're just cooking, they're cooking, they're cooking. She's only have a breakout record, I think, in, in 2022, next time she released, because um, her album is coming. And what else? What else? Man, those are those are those are my main main joints, honestly. Um, I'm loyal. Yeah, I love to hear saxophone on records that are that people don't listen to saxophone anymore. So I love that. Um, leave the door open. Yeah, those are my ones. Those are my yeah, ones. that that lucky day over. No, I fold it. Yes, lucky day. You want my love? Earth, Wind, and Fire. Lucky day. That mm-hmm. one too. Yes, those are those are the joints, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah, man. It's it's been a, it's been a really really great year for music, but also it's also been a great year for us personally. You know, I can I can say for myself, um, I went into twenty twenty one. I didn't set any goals. I I, I didn't. I, okay. I didn't. I didn't want to put any pressure on myself because I, I I naturally do it anyways. It's like twenty twenty was obviously big for me. Talking to Pusha T, the Bryson stuff, like a bunch of great things happened. And I don't want to go into this year feeling like, how am I going to outdo 2020? Because you're, you're always beholding yourself to a certain standard. And those moments, especially within the, the early pandemic part, like every win just felt that much major. Then you kind of get removed from it. And you're like, dang, like, I haven't, I feel like I haven't done anything in a while. Yeah. So, you know, I started off this year kind of like not really doing all that much like I didn't really start writing until like March like we were podcasting of course but I didn't I didn't feel that that tug that passion and then getting that debut on Pitchfork writing about Gallus was like a moment I was like all right like I I can still do this not only am I writing but I'm putting people on to an artist that they should be aware of and you know I'm 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 not going to sit here and take any credit for it because Capella wrote mixed produced all that like he he did it I was just one of the avenues where people were able to gain awareness from that. And it's special because, you know, there, there have been people who have been giving me flowers for it, going back to the tweet, like, yo, this tweet aged so well. Like, yeah, this is one of the biggest songs of summer. It's like, yeah, and like, it felt good to, you know, be be early on something. And and because there are people who will be early on stuff and then try to keep it to themselves. They don't want to put people on, but like- They're gatekeeping. Weird. Yeah, weird. Like, <laughs> my job is to expose people to music that they should hear. And so yeah. to see how much it resonates, to see it, go from just being on Regina and Kojo's IG stories to the IG stories of people that we went to Cornell with, to people in yeah. California who were playing the joint. It's like, <laughs> yeah. wow, like, you know, it, it really had that ripple effect. You know, you toss a pebble in, in, into a river and it just keeps keeps expanding out. And like, so to be early on that, you know, that, that felt good. Um, let's see what else happened this year. I mean, obviously debuting on Billboard after chasing that for three years was incredible. Being able to talk to one of my favorite rappers, Max O'Cream, Debuting on Consequence, writing the posthumous piece. Um, by the time you guys hear this, my debut on Hip Hop DX should be out. And happy to announce that I'll be contributing there pretty regularly, semi-regularly. Um, you know, after 
six years of doing this writing thing, you know, all, all we ever want is a consistent writing gig that we can make money from. And that's something that I'll, I'll be doing. So that's like really, really special. And, you know, like I've had so many conversations with other writers this year who have been waiting on their moment and they've been questioning, you know, they've been concerned about the love they're getting or lack thereof and just their opportunities. And, you know, like, it, it sounds so simple. I hate giving cliche advice, but ultimately it's just, you put the work in, people notice and the, the timing just ha has to be right for you. You know, you're, you're always going to put bigger expectations on yourself as you should, you should think highly of yourself. You should shoot for the moon, but like, don't be afraid to take a smaller victory in route to a bigger victory because things right. aren't always going to happen on your timeline. They definitely have, haven't happened on my timeline. And, um, so, you know, it, it feels good to kind of be a bit more active in this space. It feels good to have gotten my, my old Twitter back. It feels like I've, I've got, I've, I've, yeah, man, it feels like I've, I've regained um, a, the audience that I spent years building. Like I spent years building up that original Twitter and, you know, getting to the point where I could not drop for three months and then drop something and people get excited for it. Like, uh, you know, I have a friend who, who says, you know, like anytime I drop a piece, it's kind of like a moment. It's like when an artist drops an album, like some of these other writers, you know, they, they just drop singles, you know, they, they'll write a lot and it's dope. Like I, I, I'm not shooting down any writer who writes a lot. Like the, those who can make it happen consistently, I applaud you because I used to be there. I haven't been there in a while. I don't know if I'll, I'll ever get back there, but I want every contribution that I have to the culture to be impactful. And, you know, it feels good to be making that happen. So, you know, Overall, 2021 was a win, man. You know, I've, I've I've grown a lot. Obviously, you know, I've been able to appear on some great podcasts as well. Shout out Need to Know. Shout yeah. out to RSPN. I was just on RSPN talking basketball. Yeah. Uh, shout out to What's a Good Guy. Shout out to, damn, I'm probably going to forget some, but shout out to everyone who's had me on their podcast. The A Show, of course, A Show RNC. Those are my brothers. That's family. So that's that's nothing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just been great to get myself out there even more. Mm -hmm. um to see this podcast grow of course i feel like you know to, to start this season this well, what was this will be episode 12 like we've been we've been doing our thing man like we don't we don't give ourselves those flowers often we talked about it on the anniversary episode because we're always just going but you know ha taking this this little break that we're going to take over the holidays mm -hmm. and just being able to regroup and just look at everything like season three has been off to a very very great start the feedback that we've been getting obviously big shout out to hmd studios um and just shout out to everyone new listeners returning listeners uh people who have been along for the ride and seen us go from you know yeah. cerebral sound studios not putting out visuals at all to <laughs> having to go fully on zoom season two to be back in person and bringing our guests in person and you know even when we do deliver these zoom episodes it just feels like there's a renewed sense of like energy like we like yeah. it's kind of like we took out that battery that was 25 percent had 25 percent left we put yeah. one in that's like 100 percent and ready to go and we're just we're, we're being more strategic with things where we're being more um being more calculated and just uh we're also just getting better as podcasters when when you put the time into something when nick puts the time into piano and vocals and production when i put the time into writing and editing and just speaking like you naturally are going to get better like that's i, I think that's the one thing i want people to come away from this this very personal speech that i'm giving is like you're going to be successful if you keep working hard. Like, yeah. even if it's not the things that you set out to do or the things that you wanted initially, along the way, you're going to find something. That, that's just how 
God, the universe, whatever you believe in, the law of attraction, whatever these things, like that's just how things work. Like you're going to happen upon something that works for you because you have brought yourself to that point. So, you know, just don't be afraid to look in the mirror and have those conversations with yourself and accept that, you know, you might not be where you want to be right now, but you're working to getting there. Yeah. Because you only lose when you stop. You might feel like a loser when you're not winning the way that you want to win. But if you're trying, you're doing more than a lot of other people. There's a lot of people who talk about what they could have been, should have been, has been, and, and, and they stop for whatever reason. You keep going. That, that's a life of a, of a creative. Like none of this stuff is lucrative from the beginning. That's something you got to accept. But when, when your passion drives you, you know, it's not always going to be beautiful. It's not always going to be good moments. I'll talk about it in the anniversary episode. I had some rough months this year, but this back half of 2021, man, I'm, I'm feeling like nobody can fuck with me for real. <laughs> I'm feeling like nobody could touch me. And it's, it's not it's not like a, a thing where I'm putting people beneath me. Like, I, I, I don't compare. I don't compete no more. I, I just feel like I'm at that point where I have so much confidence and faith in myself, which is an amazing feeling. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to what... uh. 2022 can bring and like again i thank everybody who's been a long supporter of the journey critiqued me i i the, that critique and that feedback you know the love is great i'm always gonna appreciate the love the retweets mm-hmm. the likes all that but the people who are so invested in me that they want to see me do better by telling me something i could do better by giving that feedback not being afraid to not do so afraid to give me that feedback, yeah. those are the people that push a, a guy from great to nobody can fuck with me. And that's, that's how I'm feeling right now. We've, we've got ourselves a great network of people who, who do that. So yeah, that's that's 2021, man. It's, 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 it's been a good year. How about you, man? Man, oh. What, I'll, I'll break it off on themes. I think for me, it's been, the theme has been one vindication. I think mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, right? The podcast, we've I don't think we've had seen this level of growth so quickly as well as seeing the feeling of you know it's like when we had when we talked about it you know before when we had people at that event and mm-hmm. busy bronx and mm-hmm. people came through we had artists coming from the va artists coming from just different places you know just people saying dang i'm sad i missed that it looked like it was dope like we had people from the new york area Jersey folks pulled up, Connecticut folks pulled up, all types of folks pulled up. And it was just, it was a beautiful thing to see. And that was a moment for me that I was just like, man, the podcast is something. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it's like a valid platform. Like people actually rock with it. People care. This is outside of the, you know, just our friends. It's, um, and having the opportunity to be in front of different people. And shout out again to our brother Brandon Espinosa at the Bronx mm-hmm. Brewery for that. For yeah. the look, man. My goodness. Um, there's just, it's been those moments where it's like, yeah, no, we're next. We're, we're up. We're going. And the way we, you know, we continue behind the scenes to create and we're locking in on that sort of stuff, getting our processes rolled out and, and smoothed out and like where we want to go next and things that are going to happen for us in the, in the near future. Man, season season five going to look very different mm-hmm. from this, you know? And so um, that's what, that's what excites me. That's what excites me about the pod, you know? And then in my, in my, um, in my music life, it's been, I've been thinking and reflecting a lot about who do I want to be as an artist? You know, who do I want people to, when it's all said and done, say like, you know, Nick contributed this and Nick brought this to the culture. And I think I've been reflecting about that a lot. And I, 
I think things need to change up a little bit and things, my approach needs to change up a little bit and how I'm approaching just who I am as a, as a artist. And I think the biggest thing but that I've realized that I need to the biggest critique of myself is discipline. Mm. Um, I'm a planning guy. I'm an ideas guy. I'll bring all the things uh, and I'll execute. I can execute, you know, but I think that I need to bring some discipline into my execution and more consistency into that because I have great ideas. I have all these huge ambitious goals and whatnot, but I think that my discipline is really, I mean, that's where rubber meets the road and that's what separates the people that are doing what you want to do and you completely. That's the only thing. I mean, you look at our back, all these people's stories. They're just like, I just kept doing it. I did it. I outlasted everyone. And I was disciplined. I did it day in, day out, day in, day out when I wanted to do it, when I didn't feel like doing it. Uh, you know, and I can see that in my life with my workout journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've been an athlete my whole life. And I had an injury in 2019 uh, that, like, you know, I was doing playing basketball. And I had a basketball injury that was a pretty, pretty real injury um, I, that I, you know, only this year really, like, overcome. And that had to make me rethink of like, who am I going to be in, in that capacity? Because I love working out. I love being active. And I lost, you know, I lost 20 pounds this year, 20 plus pounds this year because it was consistent. Day in, day out. I didn't feel like working out. I worked out. You, that's the thing about working out. It's too crazy. It's like, you never regret working out. You never, never regret it. Feel never. so good. Feel so good after you get it done. It could be the hardest workout ever. Mm-hmm. You could throw up after the workout. You're never going to regret it. Mm-hmm. And that, that sort of realization about just, you know, you're rewarding yourself actually by being disciplined. You're rewarding yourself by just sticking to the plan. Plan, Find the plan. What is it? He said, he said, uh, plan the work and then work the plan. Mm. This is my guy, Mark Batterson, win the day. This book right here, it really talks about, you know, it says seven, seven daily habits to help you stress less and accomplish more. And it's really all about, you know, planning, man. You've got to plan something. Mm-hmm. You gotta write it down, make it plain, and then you gotta go after it and go day in, day out and think about stop looking at, oh, I wanna make a hundred thousand dollars. Bruh, break it down. How many dollars do you need can you make today? Can you make a hundred dollars today? Okay, go try to make a hundred dollars today. Then what habits you need to, you know, get behind that? Whatever the goal is, mm-hmm. it's really looking at things in a day's compartment because that's truthfully all that matters. You know, the book talks about stop worrying about dead yesterdays and unborn tomorrows which i think mm. is just so so mm. profound Bars. So, so simple so profound is that we continually you know he broke down some stats in the beginning of the book talking about how people like you know uh 70 of people like their time is spent thinking about things that have not happened or haven't happened ha- that happened already or have not happened like some overwhelming majority of time that people spent on earth is spending thinking about things that already happened or have not happened and probably won't happen Mm -hmm. and so it's all about getting your mind into present getting your mind into what's going on right now and which to do that and be successful in the present is having a plan and then working it so what can you do so i think the plan has been my biggest thing to say like look if i want to be the person that i see myself being the mobile that i see myself being dude you got to get the plan together Mm -hmm. and that's me being on myself just like look all right what we doing yeah. And a lot of things, it was like the Tyler interview, he's like, because when I turned 26, that's when things started to like really make sense. Mm-hmm. Really, really make sense. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that in this year of us being 26, you've had three major breakthroughs. 
And also, don't think the three is lost on me. <laughs> How many years did it take you to get on Billboard? Come on. There's certain things that need to take time and certain signs that are there as well, you know, so... You know, getting getting the pitchfork look, the tire start gear off, getting the billboard look, getting the consequence look, hip hop DX. Come on, here's like I also think a thing too, people check for results too soon. Yep. People check for mm-hmm. results way too soon. Mm-hmm. You gotta fall in love with the work, man. You yep. gotta fall in love with the man. I like getting up and, and getting under that bench press. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like hitting the tread and getting on these miles and I love it. Yeah. And then you're going to look up and say, dang, when did I get a six pack? Dang, when did I cut off 35 pounds? Mm-hmm. And it's about building those daily habits and falling in love with it. Because truthfully, at the end of the day, it's like, so when it's all said and done, you got 10 M's in the bank. What you going to do? What you going to do? Mm-hmm. How you going to spend the time? Are you, you know, saying like, you have to find the love and the things. Everything else is the byproduct. Mm-hmm. Getting rich is the byproduct, not the mission. That's a word to Ryan Leslie, you know? And so uh, my encouragement to anyone who's listening to this, figuring out like, what do I do? How do I get to the next step is one, sit down, be honest with yourself, write mm-hmm. your plan, say, what do I want to do? Then reverse engineer. Okay. If I want to do X. What are the, the necessary things? What does X look like? Okay. And then of those, how can I create those things into daily habits what daily habits can i create to get me to x forget putting time on it just and you realize things happen faster when you stop thinking about how when it's going to happen mm-hmm. things happen faster when you just put in do. day in day out it's the boring it. work the consistency mm-hmm. it's not going to be fun all the time it's got to be hitting the mark hitting the mark and so i i'm i'm starting to get out get into that place of i'm done romanticizing my my goals and i want to put them on paper and start to just work the plan and then i want to look up in a year and a half and see okay where am i at on this 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 oh mm-hmm. all of it's checked off you know that sort of thing and so that's just been where i'm at this year and i think 2022 is really gonna i'm done talking i'm done talking just more action more action yeah more action. so that's what I got to say. <laughs> yeah. Summary of that is fall in love with that process. And the process is not going to be beautiful. It's like you said, you can, ro- you can romanticize that goal, but the journey to that goal, it could be ugly. It could be ugly. Like I think of those people who do those, those like Iron Man races where they got to crawl through the mud and all that. But like at the end, you get a nice medal, you get a good pick. It's like, but the journey there is ugly. Like stuff ain't always going to, the cards aren't, aren't always going to fall in the way that you envision them. Like you gotta, you gotta really, really be honest with yourself. You know, I saw this uh, y- y- young prince. He's a host around New York City. If you are familiar with him, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was being real vulnerable about himself. He was like, "Yo, man, like I've been making videos for years, and I, I wasn't getting all these these plays and these reshares. Like I remember I was putting out videos where I was getting twenty likes, but look at look at my camera quality. Look at just my ability as an entertainer. I wasn't as good then. So a lot of people." Like you said, they're focused on the results. They crave that love. They crave the acclaim. They crave all that. But you've got to be honest about the product you're putting out and the craft. And if you, fall in, you fall in love with the process and you, you're disciplined, but you're also honest with yourself, then you start to realize that, ah, maybe my product isn't the thing that people would want to put their support behind. And that, that's a really honest realization you, you, you got to come to. You got to support yourself until everyone else wants to support you. Nick has this quote, he always, he either tweets it or it's gonna caption his IG photos. Focus on you until the focus is on you. 
And it's like, <laughs> it's as simple as that. Like you can be, you can crave all that outside validation, all that outside love. But if you're not focused on doing the thing that will generate that and multiply it and amplify it, where's it going to come from? Like, yeah, you might have people within your circle who support you just because you're you and they're close to you. And they want to see you be great. But are you being great? Are you becoming greater? Are you looking at the things that looking at your weaknesses and areas where you're deficient and making those your strengths? Mm. That's that's so important. The, the, the love can't come without there being something to be loved. That's 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 really what it is at the end of the day. And so, you know, I'm I'm I think I've said it before on the podcast. I say to people I'm close to I'm, I'm obsessed with self-improvement because we are imperfect human beings. The older you get, the realize you realize the, the, the less, you know, like, like the 20, more, yeah. 26, you learn a lot, but then you realize, damn, I really don't know shit. Also, like, Ew. Ew. like and there's something so freeing about learning that you don't really know much, because what do you do? If you care, you go and learn more. You challenge yourself more. You take risks. You're willing to take an L, but an L is only an L if you don't learn from it and then do something to improve it. So mm. my advice to all, all these writers, and again, I'm, I'm no expert, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm no expert. Like, thankfully I've had a lot of W's and I'm, I'm looking to up it in 2022. We're doubling up, but you know, my advice is I've, especially a lot of writers that I'm close to who are younger than me, who are concerned about their place, concerned about landing that job. I've been there. I've been jaded towards the industry. I, I've I've hated on people who I should look up to. I, I've been jealous of people close to me getting opportunities. And that just, you got to get right within. You, you got to know who you are. You got to know your capabilities. But you got to also put that work in and get to a place where it's like, you, you don't doubt yourself no more. You just say, like, all right, what's next? What's next? Like, I, I did this. Cool. That's great. I feel like I should be doing that. What's next? So that's, you know, that's, that's really all I want to say. Um, I hope you all have had productive 2021s. I hope that you all have have wins that you can celebrate, have things that you can look back on and be like, mm, I didn't do that to the best of my ability. And then you up it in 2022. You know, if things aren't going to be perfect, especially in these very, very, very trying times that we've been dealing with over the last two years. And, you know, things could get ugly in the world again in 2022. But, you know, you are two years wiser at this point. What are you going to do with that wisdom that you gained? Are you going to keep pushing it forward or are you going to get down on yourself and, you know, question, question yourself? I, I, I think there's really only one, one choice there that makes sense. Keep, keep up in it. So that's me, man. You, you got any final words for the people past early? <laughs> uh, no, man, I think y'all really, really spent some time looking at yourself this year as we're looking at what we want to do for the next year and just really give it be honest with yourself, but give yourself grace too. Mm -hmm. And I think when you stop checking for results, you'll find grace and peace and all of those sort of things because you realize like, oh, like it's not about when, it's more about the what. It's more about the just doing it day in, day out. And you'll realize the when happens much quicker mm -hmm. when you just stop worrying about it. So find that contentment within yourself. Contentment is different than complacency. Yep. Totally different. 100%. totally different contentment is choosing that state of being of being happy i'm gonna be happy regardless of the circumstances right and trying to achieve that and can you know complacency is like foot off the gas mm -hmm. you know and it is what it is just accepting the circumstances for they are when you know you can change them sure. so really that's one of my things that i had to learn this year is like there's a difference between contentment and complacency 
and you can move from glory to glory kind of if you focus on being content with where you are and like who you are and knowing that you're doing your best you'll have peace then and then you realize results boom 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 so put in the work y'all mm-hmm. it's gonna happen mm-hmm. uh, we're we are a testament of that this podcast is a testament of that mm-hmm. and we're only just starting dedication <laughs> the funny part. hard work plus patience come on come on nipple I'm on my sacrifice i'm done waiting mm-hmm. come on so mm-hmm. Yeah, man. That's all I got to say. Baby. Yes. Want to wish y'all a happy, happy new year. Well, well by this time, time, Christmas baby. will be gone. Yeah, yeah. So I hope you enjoy Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you, whatever you celebrated. I uh, want to wish you a safe New Year's Eve. If y'all, if y'all going out, you Please, know, I, yeah, stay inside, you know, do some, do, do some calm we'll see you, I'll see you summer 22, y'all. Yeah, I will yeah, be out yeah. there with my six pack. Yes. I'll see y'all. We're going we to have to sacrifice a little bit for a bigger win come summer. <laughs> that's, that's all, you know, but definitely wish y'all a happy and safe new year. Wishing you prosperity right from the beginning of 2022. It's the boy Armand, vegan chorizo poppy, founder of all nigga ballers. Mr. Du- Mr. Double Up. I'm calling myself Mr. Double Up leading into 2022. Uh, here with the guy, Kombucha King, that makes our heart sing. And hindsight is 2020, but we going into 2022. Or 2020, comma two, as people are saying, but nah, we 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 not rehashing 2020. No, this is 2022. New year, new us. (laughs) You feel me? So, with that, stay busy, y'all. Stay safe, rather. Stay humble and stay busy. Baby girl, baby girl, how you feeling? I've been out in the world, staying busy, taking time, getting right. If you miss me. Man, I've been out in the world staying busy.